Wow. Okay. Welcome into the Orange Fizz postgame space after Syracuse squeaks by Louisville by the skin of its teeth, really. 70-69, the final score. Um, it looked good. It looked bad. Then it looked good again. It was really up and down the entire game. Um, it's kind of embarrassing that that was even a game to begin with, but uh, it's one I think we're all going to forget as time passes along. It was one of the worst games I've seen Syracuse play all season, but you know what? A win is a win. We're not going to label this a success by any stretch of the imagination, but despite the fact that you played an absolutely terrible basketball tonight, you go into Kentucky and you get a win. You move to 10-5, and five, so no harm, no foul, other than the fact that we all had to watch that basketball game, which was just absolutely ugly and atrocious. If you guys want to voice any of your thoughts or opinions, I'm monitoring the Twitter right now, or you can drop something in the chat, or feel free to also request to speak. I can make you guys some hosts so we can have a dialogue about this game. But uh, really rough. I mean, I talked about it a little bit at halftime. Super up and down first half. Syracuse was the instigator early, had a 10-2 lead. Then Louisville stormed back and took really advantage of Syracuse's sloppy mistakes. Then Coach Beheim, to his credit, made a lineup adjustment, putting Justin Taylor in, taking Chris Bell out, putting in Munir Hima, putting in Malik Brown. Now, none of those players really did much over the course of the game, and they didn't play a whole lot in the second half. I don't think Hema played actually at all, and Malik Brown played little, if any, after the first half. But Justin Taylor continued to see some time in the second half. Um, really, the, the the player of the game today was Joe Girardi at 28 points to lead everybody. Kind of a quiet 28, though, because he still missed some big shots throughout the course of this game, turned the ball over in some sloppy ways throughout the course of this game. But uh, when it's all said and done, the final five minutes of the game, he had some big shots to put this team over the top and uh, give them the win here. Seven of 18 shooting, four of eight from downtown also 10 of 11 from the free throw line Judah Mintz behind him with 16 points on 7 of 15 shooting kind of surprised that he only got to the free throw line two times he's kind of been a mainstay there all season but that wasn't really a part of his game tonight did have four assists but also had four turnovers and four personal fouls so looked like a freshman more so uh, tonight than he has before but he still reaches his scoring average from a night-to-night basis but would have loved a little bit more clean play the offense just really looked stagnant at points in this game. If it wasn't Joe shooting or Judah driving and setting up Edwards for a slam or kicking the ball out, there really was no offense. And that's kind of been the story all season. It's Joe, it's Judah, it's Jesse, then who the hell else? Nobody really knows. Tonight, Benny Williams had three points in 28 minutes, 0 of 3 shooting. He was absolutely a ghost. He did nothing coming off a career performance against Boston College. Chris Bell did his usual thing, eight points in 19 minutes, but really did nothing besides that. Had three rebounds, hit a couple of threes, but he just makes some sloppy errors. He doesn't play good defensively. He doesn't cover the wings. He lets guys get open. He collapses too far defensively, and sometimes he cleans up at his his own mistakes but the point is he's making those mistakes to begin with so he just isn't trusted right now and it's obvious because he's in and out of the game uh, quickly and, and really it, it sucks because I just don't think he would start or see as much playing time if Syracuse had any better forwards but they don't you got Bell you got Justin Taylor Malik Brown comes in John Bullock occasionally but that's it I mean there really isn't a forward that comes to play every game and you know you're going to get a great performance out of him. Even a, even a solid performance. You're just not getting it. You're going to get great games from Joe, Ju, uh, Judah, and Jesse, but that's it. Other than that, you don't know what Benny's going to do. You don't know what Chris Bell's going to do. And then if it isn't like Justin Taylor going for 25 or Malik Brown chipping in with 12 points, 
you don't know where the hell the scoring is coming from. And that wasn't a really a problem today because Syracuse won. Obviously, it was a problem. But they still won the game. But throughout the course of ACC play, like we've seen every year for the past couple of seasons, that's going to be a problem against the better basketball teams. So, yeah, SU gets a 10th win tonight. But if the forwards continue to play like this, this team is going to be mediocre at best come ACC play. So it has to be better. Uh, Benny needs to channel whatever the hell he ate or ate, uh, drank for that Boston College game because he just was awful tonight. And uh, that video of him ripping his own jersey kind of sums that all up. Talked about Chris Bell, just nothing tonight. I thought Justin Taylor was pretty good off the bench. He had a steal and an assist in the first half at a three. But besides that, didn't do a whole lot to make an impact. You know, if he steps up and he plays – um, at a better level, he could really challenge for that starting job. But the situation right now is the fact that Chris Bell started day one. He's been the starter since, and there isn't a better forward that's come in and done enough to take the job from him. So it's Chris Bell's, and that's it. If this team had one good forward, they would be a very, very dangerous basketball team because you've got your big three with Joe and Jude at the one of the two. You've got your five and Jesse. He just got nothing at the three and four positions, and you just don't know what the heck you're going to get from the three or four positions every time you step into a basketball game. So, like I said, if Benny Williams can channel what he did last game more consistently moving forward, that's been his entire problem since he came to Syracuse, then this team can be good. But uh, what they did tonight just simply uh, is not going to cut it. Other than that, I mean, not a whole lot to talk about. Malik Brown, again, only played really in the first half. Jacques played one minute, and – Lost the basketball, had an assist, which was you know solid. But that's about it. It's just not uh, not enough. Munir Hima was solid, I thought, when he came in in the first half. Didn't see him much in the second, which I guess is a credit to Jesse for staying out of foul trouble and doing more. I tell you what, his twelve and eleven double double probably one of the quietest I've ever seen watching a basketball game. But still got to that point. He was really. He was really frustrated today, I thought. Four for ten from the floor. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, someone that Syracuse recruited hard out of high school, was a great athlete and a tough matchup for him because he's long, he's athletic, and uh, really physical, too. Jalen Curry, or Sidney Curry, sorry, uh, a different body type, too. A big physical dude, played 19 minutes and was tough because he's kind of just a brick. He sits there, and Jesse's long and lengthy, but he's not powerful enough to move a guy like Sidney Curry. So offensively, Jesse was... Really not much of anything tonight, and that's credit to Louisville and how they play defense on him. Nearly won them the game. If you want to beat Syracuse, copy the blueprint that Louisville did tonight when it comes to defending Jesse Edwards because they did it spectacularly. If not for Joe hitting a couple of big shots down the stretch, I don't think Syracuse wins this basketball game. On the other side, L. Ellis was really good tonight. Louisville as a team shot well from downtown, 11 of 27. That was their game plan coming in at it. Really worked. It was keeping him in the game for a long time. They hit a couple of shots that were just outrageous. Like uh, Kamari Lance had a couple of shots that were just like, how the hell did that go in? Same with L. Ellis, too. He hit one from NBA range, well beyond NBA range. Um, so shots like that are going to happen. Things like that are going to happen. What can happen is the rebounding. Louisville out-rebounding Syracuse 38-33 tonight. It was like that basically at halftime. Continued in the second half, and that's really what kept them in the contest. Second chance opportunities. Guys getting beat for rebounds, triple teams, double teams. Louisville's just wanting those rebounds more. They got them. It led to second chances, third chances, fourth chances, led to baskets, led to free throw opportunities. That was the problem tonight. And in games against North Carolina, against Duke, against the better ACC teams, those problems are going to rear their ugly head once again. It goes back to the forwards. 
Chris Bell, Justin Taylor, they need to do more defensively. Benny Williams needs to do more defensively. They need to fight harder, be more physical to get those rebounds. You're just not seeing it, and that's really what's ultimately hindering Syracuse right now from a team standpoint. So going forward, the name of the game for this squad, get more from your forwards on a consistent basis. It can't be a one game here, one game there. You need at least something. Just give us anything at those positions moving forward, and this basketball team will be just fine. But what they did tonight is just simply not going to cut it. So if you guys got any thoughts, again, feel free to comment. I'm monitoring Twitter right now. Um, everything Q says, Bell has been great on offense. If only he could defend and rebound. Yeah, I was going back and forth with a guy uh, or gal throughout this game. It was uh, a Super Orange fan one. Uh, loves Chris Bell and thinks he should play. And you know what? There's not much of a discussion I can have about that because there just isn't a better forward that can go into the game right now and take Chris Bell's minutes. So he's the starter. I guess he has to go in because Justin Taylor comes off the bench and looks good at times, but also like he's a freshman at times. Same with Chris Bell. It just goes back to what I've said over and over again at this point, that there is not a better forward to put into the basketball game. So Chris Bell has to be the guy that plays until somebody else steps up or if not him. Um, but, you know, eight points, hitting a couple of threes, that's all fine and dandy. What's not going to cut it is his defense. He doesn't rebound well. He doesn't defend well. He leaves shooters wide open on the wing. You almost wish you could combine the skills of all three of SU's forwards. Bell's athleticism, Taylor's three-point shooting ability and defensive ability, and then John Bullajac's energy and uh, really just what he brings off the bench. If you can combine all of that into one player, you have the prototypical great wing in this 2-3 zone defense. Uh, Garrett says Taylor getting time in the second half means something. And I agree because he was really the only forward that saw time in the second half when Chris Bell was taken out. So I think he's going to continue to get time moving forward. It means that Coach Beheim likes what he's seeing out of him. I think he deserves those minutes moving forward. He actually played more minutes in this game than Chris Bell did, 21 versus 19. And I think that's how it should be. Maybe he's not going to be as prolific of a three-point shooter but what he's going to bring is better effort defensively. Meanwhile, Joe, Judah, and Jesse can really take care of the scoring. But this team really needs to clean it up on the defensive side of the basketball. I think that's the biggest thing right now, especially on the glass. It just was repetitive over and over again. I was really trying to hold back the tweet of get a freaking rebound. But it got to the point where Syracuse just simply wasn't getting a rebound. And Louisville was getting opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And as he was sitting there and watching them score on those second chance points. And that was really what kept them in this game for the majority of the contest. So, again, a 70-69 to 69 win. This is John Eads for Orange Fizz. You can find us at theorangefizz.com and at Orange Fizz here on Twitter. We do post-game spaces and halftime spaces for every single game. If you guys have any final thoughts, I'm keep my eyes on the Twitter right now, so feel free to pop those in the comment section or request to speak. I'd love to have a dialogue with some of you guys. But uh, really frustrating game. Tough one to watch. Really ugly basketball. Just the classic Tuesday night in January, I suppose, in the ACC. Uh, but Syracuse does get the win. They move to 10-5 and five and uh, third win in ACC play. So that's seven wins in their last eight games. It's been a good run, but uh, tonight I wouldn't really consider uh, a win most nights when you're playing basketball in the ACC. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Orange Fizz postgame space. Stay tuned for more coverage throughout this week and uh, all year long for Cuse basketball and offseason coverage of Cuse football. we got some Cuse lacrosse as well. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Have a great night, and thanks again for checking us out.